It's been a long three months for a lot of reasons. Mainly because I was torn by my writing. I wasn't sure which book I should finish or whether I wanted to continue submitting manuscripts to publishers. Not because I'm bothered by rejection notices. Actually, the rejection notices were promising. However, I continued revisiting the reason I wanted validation by a large publishing house in the first place for a few weeks and realized it was no longer relevant. I decided to learn everything I can about self-publishing and do what needs to be done to promote my books myself instead. It just makes more sense since I already have several books finished and I have the time to do the work now. Another reason I haven't blogged is because I had family coming in from SC in February. Actually, it was mom's family. That was a hoot and not in a good way. I ended up getting verbally attacked in a restaurant because mom wasn't there by her sister-in-law, her daughter, and her son-in-law who seemed to believe I could have influenced her to come with us as she used to do. They missed that Kathy and thought I was either to blame for her staying home or that I could have made her change her mind. Neither was true and I missed that Kathy, too. But she doesn't exist anymore. First off, mom is 93 years old. Two and a half years ago, she had a bad fall that almost killed her. Two years ago, she had her first stroke. A year and a half ago she had her second stroke which led to me leaving my job to come home full-time. Added to that, she has health issues that make her a poor candidate for the COVID vaccine, so no shot. That's the downside. The upside is despite all of that, she's doing great. Her mind is sharp, and she has no bad deficits from the stroke. She's healthy and vibrant. However, she uses a rollator and she doesn't have a lot of endurance. It takes everything out of her to get ready for an outing. But she's living her life to the fullest the way she wants to. She no longer does things just to make other people happy like she did before her fall. She dictates her life and I let her unless it's something unhealthy or potentially dangerous for her. That's the influence I have over her. You might wonder why I'm writing all of this. It's because this whole incident made me realize something important, we need to love people for who they are. Not who we want them to be or who they used to be. I was deeply wounded by the attack until I realized how pathetic those three really are. They're so preoccupied with their selfish wish for what used to be that they're missing out on the pleasure of what is. I love spending time with mom watching the birds and the squirrels. I enjoy watching TV with her. I enjoy going outside to sit in the swing with her. I enjoy knowing she's still as sharp as she used to be in so many ways. I love the fact she has so much life in her. They should too, but they don't. Mom's response to the whole situation was, they just won't let me get old. She's a wise woman who doesn't mind being old because she still finds so much joy in her life. That's a lesson we should all learn. Another reason I've been gone is because, in addition to visiting family, we had another family member down from Tennessee the next week, I was editing my best friend's novel. It was an interesting take on a common theme and, I believe, it would have been great when it was finished. Unfortunately, I received a call from his girlfriend six days ago informing me my friend had passed away three weeks earlier. She found him on his bedroom floor. They think he died from a blood clot. While I didn't cry, I felt like everything inside me was going to implode for a couple of days. I just couldn't process the whole thing. I was too shocked he was gone. The sad part is I'd sent him an email a couple of days before to check on him and promised to send the rest of the edited manuscript up soon. My friend was a 59-year-old attorney who'd recently retired due to health issues. However, his sudden death was not expected. We'd spend a lot of time talking about what he was going to do next. 
we were talking about finally starting that publishing company we'd been tossing around for six years. He was starting to write again and hoping to develop a whole new career path. The last time I spoke with Robert, he was doing well. Due to conflicting schedules and the fact we lived almost 500 miles apart, I hadn't seen my friend in close to 20 years. However, we were still close. We spoke on the phone every month or two and emailed more often. My friend was more than a friend. I loved him dearly. I would have done almost anything for him, and he would have done the same. We've been friends over 40 years. What started as acquaintance in junior high became casual friendship in high school became deep friendship in college and law school over Crazy Kate to eventually a dating relationship a few years later. Unfortunately, although we tried to make it work three or four times, I never felt the degree of love for him that he felt for me and that wasn't fair to him. However, we both valued our friendship more than a failed romance despite the bump in the road. Although it may seem otherwise, there is a point to this rambling mess and that's to treasure the people you love where they are for who they are. Find great joy in your relationships knowing they aren't perfect and never will be. Don't take advantage of others' feelings even if you can. I could have made it work with Robert, but I would have been settling and denying him the depth of love a truly good man deserved. My mom's relatives are missing out on incredible moments by not accepting her as she is. Honestly, their loss is my gain. The best advice I can give anyone is spend every second you can with family and friends just basking in the little things. Don't take for granted the idea they'll be here when you have the time. Or when it's more convenient. They won't. I lost my mother when I was 32 and she was 51. My now mom is my ex-mother-in-law. I lost another close friend last year on March 4th. She made me want to pull my hair out more often than not, but I loved her, and there's a huge hole in my heart where she used to be. Brenda was only 66, and like Robert, was found dead unexpectedly on her bedroom floor. Likely from a heart attack. She was much too young to go that way. They both were. In closing, this is Brenda, my mom, and me. Yes, I have an eyebrow that decided to do its own thing at some point after I'd left home. It's okay, I still like the picture and you can laugh with me. Until next time. Kala, it's been a long three months for a lot of reasons. Mainly because I was torn by my writing. I wasn't sure which book I should finish or whether I wanted to continue submitting manuscripts to publishers. Not because I'm bothered by rejection notices. Actually, the rejection notices were promising. However, I continued revisiting the reason I wanted validation by a large publishing house in the first place for a few weeks and realized it was no longer relevant. I decided to learn everything I can about self-publishing and do what needs to be done to promote my books myself instead. It just makes more sense since I already have several books finished and I have the time to do the work now. Another reason I haven't blogged is because I had family coming in from SC in February. Actually, it was mom's family. That was a hoot and not in a good way. I ended up getting verbally attacked in a restaurant because mom wasn't there by her sister-in-law, her daughter, and her son-in-law who seemed to believe I could have influenced her to come with us as she used to do. They missed that Kathy and thought I was either to blame for her staying home or that I could have made her change her mind. Neither was true and I missed that Kathy, too. But she doesn't exist anymore. First off, mom is 93 years old. Two and a half years ago, she had a bad fall that almost killed her. Two years ago, she had her first stroke. A year and a half ago she had her second stroke which led to me leaving my job to come home full-time. Added to that, she has health issues that make her a poor candidate for the COVID vaccine, so no shot. 
that's the downside. The upside is despite all of that, she's doing great. Her mind is sharp, and she has no bad deficits from the stroke. She's healthy and vibrant. However, she uses a rollator and she doesn't have a lot of endurance. It takes everything out of her to get ready for an outing. But she's living her life to the fullest the way she wants to. She no longer does things just to make other people happy like she did before her fall. She dictates her life and I let her unless it's something unhealthy or potentially dangerous for her. That's the influence I have over her. You might wonder why I'm writing all of this. It's because this whole incident made me realize something important, we need to love people for who they are. Not who we want them to be or who they used to be. I was deeply wounded by the attack until I realized how pathetic those three really are. They're so preoccupied with their selfish wish for what used to be that they're missing out on the pleasure of what is. I love spending time with mom watching the birds and the squirrels. I enjoy watching TV with her. I enjoy going outside to sit in the swing with her. I enjoy knowing she's still as sharp as she used to be in so many ways. I love the fact she has so much life in her. They should too, but they don't. Mom's response to the whole situation was, they just won't let me get old. She's a wise woman who doesn't mind being old because she still finds so much joy in her life. That's a lesson we should all learn. Another reason I've been gone is because, in addition to visiting family, we had another family member down from Tennessee the next week, I was editing my best friend's novel. It was an interesting take on a common theme and, I believe, it would have been great when it was finished. Unfortunately, I received a call from his girlfriend six days ago informing me my friend had passed away three weeks earlier. She found him on his bedroom floor. They think he died from a blood clot. While I didn't cry, I felt like everything inside me was going to implode for a couple of days. I just couldn't process the whole thing. I was too shocked he was gone. The sad part is I'd sent him an email a couple of days before to check on him and promised to send the rest of the edited manuscript up soon. My friend was a 58-year-old attorney who'd recently retired due to health issues. However, his sudden death was not expected. We'd spend a lot of time talking about what he was going to do next. We were talking about finally starting that publishing company we'd been tossing around for six years. He was starting to write again and hoping to develop a whole new career path. The last time I spoke with Robert, he was doing well. Due to conflicting schedules and the fact we lived almost 500 miles apart, I hadn't seen my friend in close to 20 years. However, we were still close. We spoke on the phone every month or two and emailed more often. My friend was more than a friend. I loved him dearly. I would have done almost anything for him, and he would have done the same. We've been friends over 40 years. What started as acquaintance in junior high became casual friendship in high school became deep friendship in college and law school over Crazy Kate to eventually a dating relationship a few years later. Unfortunately, although we tried to make it work three or four times, I never felt the degree of love for him that he felt for me and that wasn't fair to him. However, we both valued our friendship more than a failed romance despite the bump in the road. Although it may seem otherwise, there is a point to this rambling mess and that's to treasure the people you love where they are for who they are. Find great joy in your relationships knowing they aren't perfect and never will be. Don't take advantage of others' feelings even if you can. I could have made it work with Robert, but I would have been settling and denying him the depth of love a truly good man deserved. My mom's relatives are missing out on incredible moments by not accepting her as she is. Honestly, their loss is my gain. 
The best advice I can give anyone is spend every second you can with family and friends just basking in the little things. Don't take for granted the idea they'll be here when you have the time. Or when it's more convenient. They won't. I lost my mother when I was 32 and she was 51. My now mom is my ex-mother-in-law. I lost another close friend last year on March 4th. She made me want to pull my hair out more often than not, but I loved her, and there's a huge hole in my heart where she used to be. Brenda was only 66, and like Robert, was found dead unexpectedly on her bedroom floor. Likely from a heart attack. She was much too young to go that way. They both were. In closing, this is Brenda, my mom, and me. Yes, I have an eyebrow that decided to do its own thing at some point after I'd left home. It's okay, I still like the picture, and you can laugh with me. Until next time. Kala.